often. Faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. Great to be with you today. My name is Matt Kinzera. And today I thought it appropriate. Here we are. We are in what is known as Holy Week, right? So we've got Good Friday coming up this week. We've got Easter coming up this week. And I think, honestly, I think it's super important that we talk about these things because these things meaning Easter and Good Friday and Holy Week. These are the holidays that define so much of our faith, at least, uh, you know, our faith growing up. For those of us engaged or who were engaged in church on any level in any way, you know, whether that's mainline, evangelical, you know, this is just, this is a big deal, right? And so as we talk about goodness, there's a lot of people that I've been speaking to and hearing from where this Easter piece, like this Easter holiday, is a, it's a sticky one. I think even more so than Christmas. Here's why I think that's the case. So Christmas, we're celebrating the, the birth of Jesus. And we talk about it all the time on this show. It's kind of this holiday that was put in place when it was for a lot of different reasons. Blah, blah, blah. You you You've probably heard that before, whether it's on this podcast or somewhere else. And it's just talking about, you know, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And there's, you know, there's not a lot to get all excited about in, as far as like to be against anything that we're celebrating there, right? We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. So let's celebrate that. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Now, when we get to this space of Holy Week, when we're talking about Good Friday and Easter, we actually come against some... I don't know, I guess we'll call them theological issues. We come against, uh, you know, some of these spaces where it's, let's, I'll give you a very simple example. So if you, like myself, have gotten to a place in your faith journey where the idea of hell isn't something that you're giving a lot of time and space to anymore. Like for me, I don't necessarily believe in a literal hell. That doesn't mean there isn't one. That's just kind of where I'm at in my journey. And so if that's the case, if I don't think that we have this God up there sending some people to heaven and sending some people to hell based on whatever, then how does Good Friday and Easter fit into this? Because based on this kind of theological model that most of us have grown up to, which is called the penal substitutionary atonement theology, it's kind of this idea that Jesus took our place, right? So it's this idea that God had to pour out his wrath because there's sin in this world. And so that wrath and that anger was supposed to be put on us as human beings because we're such horrible beings in this, like we're just so horrible because of our sin. And so then Jesus takes our place, and so then God pours out his wrath on Jesus, and that's Good Friday and Easter. That's kind of, that's what I grew up understanding. That's for the longest time why I celebrated Good Friday and why I celebrated Easter. But now I'm at this place where I don't think that way anymore. I don't buy into that model of uh, of what happened on Good Friday and, and Easter, that theology behind it. So then, like, we're faced with this question of what to do with it. And from a lot of the conversations that I'm having, it's just this sense <laughs> that people are kind of throwing up their hands and like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. And then there's a lot of other people who, 
you know, still have a belief system that fits within that context. So they're, you know, jumping in like, like always, but then it kind of creates this, this weirdness, even amongst families and things like that. So let's just talk about it. Let's just see if we can come to some sort of goodness understanding surrounding this holiday that's quite literally right upon us this coming week. Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. The first thing that I want to mention, as I've been thinking about this, as I've been asking some people about it, just this morning I was out to coffee with some friends, and I'm like, what are you guys doing for Easter? And they're actually both in kind of a little bit different spaces than I am as far as the way that they think, but all of us in a different space than maybe what we grew up in or what we're used to over the past few years. And, you know, as I asked them, you know, one of them was like, I don't know, I haven't talked about it with my family yet. And the other gentleman's like, man, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything. And, you know, myself, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. (laughs) So we haven't really talked about it that much either. And so it's kind of this, just figuring it out a little bit. Right. So I think the first thing that's really important as we talk about this is just to not like, let's not make it more of a big deal than it has to be. Let's just be comfortable with however we decide to move into it this weekend. So if you're the type of person that because where you're at and your belief and your thinking that maybe Easter and Good Friday, maybe it's just something that this year you want to you want to kind of, you know, have a skip year this year or you just you just can't go there. You can't do that. That's like, that's fine. You know, just honor yourself, honor your journey, honor your space here. And there's, there's, you just don't have to feel bad about it. I think there's a lot of shame that comes with religion. I think we've all experienced that. That's just in a lot of ways because of the very nature of what it is, of what religion is. And so I know probably a lot of us have felt shame for different things that we maybe chose not to do or chose to do in regards to our faith in regards to our religion. And I just want us all to be okay with, with what we decide this year. And if for you going to church, celebrating Easter, honoring good Friday, if, if going through that this year, it's just not a space that's going to be healthy for you. Maybe for you, it's going to bring up some, some feelings that, that just are, are not healthy for you. Just honor yourself. I think that's so important, you know. So so often we think, well, we got to honor Jesus. We got to honor our faith. Well, sure, but at the expense of honoring yourself, I don't think so. And so if that's just not a space you're in this year or maybe ever, who knows, be okay with that. It, it's not the end-all, be-all. It doesn't make you a horrible human being. It doesn't make you a person who lacks faith. It makes you a person that's just a human being who's trying to figure things out. And if this is going to come against that journey that you're on right now, be comfortable with that. It's okay. And you don't even, honestly, here's the thing. You don't need to explain yourself to anybody. If somebody asks you about it, just say, I'm just not there this year. And so I'm just not doing anything for Easter. So great. Perfect. Now, if you're on the other side of that and, you know, Easter is just really special for you, even if you're struggling to understand from a theological standpoint what you want to get your mind wrapped around, you know, if, if it's meaningful for you, because for some, maybe this idea of Easter is like this beautiful connection point in the midst of like so much overthinking and so much struggling with your faith journey or with how to move forward in your faith journey. Maybe this is a little bit of a home base for you. And so for you, maybe going to a Good Friday service, going to Easter, 
maybe that just feels good. Maybe that feels like a reprieve from all the thinking and all the reading and all the listening to podcasts. And so if that's the case, same thing, like don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel like your thoughts have to line up perfectly with the thoughts of whoever's in front of you speaking about Easter either. Like if that's just a a helpful, healing, beautiful thing for you, please do it. And please don't worry what other people think about you because that's what you've chosen, right? Maybe there's some people in your life that are a little angsty about their deconstruction phase of faith and you going to church might rattle them a little bit. That's okay. It's your journey. It's not their journey. And so they can choose not to and you can choose to. And it's okay. It's good. It's beautiful. That might just be what you need as a way of just breathing in the midst of the challenge of trying to come to terms with faith. And for you, that might be really, really good. And so I want to encourage you to do that and to engage in in whatever way feels lovely and beautiful to you. And, you know, and, and maybe you're a person that your theology still just really lines up with that. And that's good too, right? I always remind people, hey, we are talking about the divine. We are talking about the great out there. And so we don't have to have it figured out because we'll never have it figured out. And everything we talk about are is just ideas. It's thoughts. It's, you know, <laughs> ponderings, whatever. And so be comfortable, be comfortable wherever you are. Another thing that I want to bring out as well is that for some of us, like Easter is like a big connection family wise. And so don't like, don't miss out on that beautiful family connection because of some sort of stress you're having in your mind about the atonement theory. Like, <laughs> like family should come first, right? Family should be more important than that. And so if Easter is a time when you rally family together and it's a beautiful time of coming together, don't miss out on that. Do not miss out on that because you're struggling with your theology or you're struggling with your church community. Like do it for the sake of your family. And that's that's good and that's beautiful and that's worth it as well. So I hope even that gives you a little bit of freedom to like just I get it. Like I get, I remember when I first started rethinking things that first Easter, I was like, I don't even know how to do this. And for, <laughs> for my situation, like I was pastoring a community at the time. So I was like, I really, what do I even say? That's even remotely honest or authentic. I had no idea. So I just wanted, I want to give everybody who's listening today and who read this title and they're like, yes, I'm there. I just want you to give, to give you the freedom. Like celebrate Easter or don't celebrate Easter and do that for the reasons that you need to or that you need to not and be at peace with that because at the end of the day it's okay you get to make those decisions for yourself or you as a family get to come together and make those decisions together and that's part of life and that's beautiful The second thing that I just want to acknowledge here is that the whole holiday is a little, it's a little all over the place. And I think sometimes we take it so seriously because of what it represents that we don't take time to like step back and say, wait a second, this is, this is all kind of fascinating, right? So we're talking about how important this holiday is and this representation is, and I'm not here to say whether it is or whether it isn't. It's definitely something, it's the, it's like the high holy day, right? When we're talking about Christianity. But at the end of the day, we're also talking about a cultural holiday, and we're also talking about a pagan holiday, and they're all kind of meshed together. And so 
I think even to help us not take this too seriously, like we have to remember that we celebrate this holiday and we come together and we have these wonderful worship services or these significant times of reflection and and that's good. That's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the same weekend, we're also like hiding Easter eggs that have like this super pagan connection point like that's that comes from paganism and so we're doing that for the holiday we also have this easter bunny which there's all sorts of thoughts of where that guy came from but definitely fertility is in the back of our minds with that which connects to paganism there's also this beautiful part about it being you know springs upon us and so there's beauty around that but it's, it's a hodgepodge right so none of us honestly if we're really stepping back like we're not honoring this day as this this super sacred day that has to be specific just talking about Jesus and nothing else right this is like a typical american holiday and so let's let's engage in the pieces of that that we really enjoy and so you know if like easter egg hunts if that's a part of your family and you've got little kids and that's what you do or even if you have older kids and they think that's fun like just do that like just have fun and let it like enjoy the the kind of cultural holiday that we have as well like we still my kids are teenagers we still get them easter baskets because it's just something special last year we even hit them still you know (laughs) which is kind of fun i think and and you know so don't lose the fact that this also is not just a religious holiday it's also a cultural holiday and that's part of what can bring us together as well i really believe that whether we're talking about faith or humanity in general like our goal should be coming together and so we have to be very careful that as we come into this this season this easter holiday this good friday holy week whatever you want to call it that we don't approach it in a way that's going to divide we live in such a divisive world right now and so we don't need to be getting into arguments about what we are or not going to celebrate around easter we can just explain how we're going to do it and what we're going to do engage with it in a way that brings people together and maybe maybe that's a good way that we can honor it as well as just think about like how can we use we've got this opportunity in front of us right everybody knows about easter everybody knows about good friday maybe we're struggling through it from a standpoint of how we think about it but let's not miss out on the opportunity to come together let's not miss out on the opportunity honestly to have a little bit of fun because there's nothing more fun than a good old-fashioned easter egg hunt or a great easter dinner right so let's not allow our thinking or our struggling in our mind or our thoughts about god to get in the way of what this holiday can do to bring us together like do do those things that bring you together and love them and cherish it and because that's where memories are made, right? That's where memories are made. I still can remember when my parents used to take my brother and I to an Easter egg hunt. And back then in Boscobel, Wisconsin, let me tell you, they did not hide plastic Easter eggs. <laughs> Some crazy fools were boiling actual eggs and coloring them and hiding them. So when we went to the park in Boscobel, like we were finding actual, we were filling our bags with actual hard boiled colored eggs and some of them would have like nickels and dimes taped to them and that was like the great find right and so so that had no like religious emphasis or it didn't there's nothing about that that mattered other than like the family got together we went to this park and we got a bunch of hard boiled eggs that we took home and my parents proceeded to throw away I, I hope anyway you know so let's not forget that there's a great part about easter that's coming together and there's so much goodness in that so let's not get all up in our heads and miss out on the goodness that easter does bring us which is often a great bringing 
together. Okay, this last piece that I want to bring up is a little bit more about directly related to our faith. It's also a little bit more of a thinker, okay? So I want you to hang in there with me because this one might take a while for me to get my my mind around as I'm speaking out, and it might take a little while to, to make any sense. But we get so caught up, at least my experience with faith, with church, there's been so much emphasis on getting it right. Can you relate to that? Like just so much emphasis on believing the right way, uh, translating Bible verses the right way, understanding things the right way, doing everything the right way. Just so much emphasis on being right. <laughs> and it, uh, it's been so challenging, right? It's so it's like it's exhausting. It's exhausting trying to be so right all the time. It's exhausting trying to have the right answers all the time. It will burn you out and it will wear you out. And so for a good portion of my life, when I thought about Good Friday and when I thought about Easter, like my mindset was, this is what actually happened on these days. And this is actually why it happened. And this is what it meant. And I really approached it with this high degree of certainty in my thinking. That's what I was taught growing up. That's what I was taught when I was in the evangelical church. So then that is what I taught other people in the evangelical church. And so it's, it's this thing that this is, this is the right way to think about Good Friday. This is the right way to think about Easter. Like so people wanted to be so right that there was a, a time when like you weren't even supposed to use the word Easter because Easter is a pagan word. So we would call it Resurrection Sunday as if that was the more correct way to even label the day. Like that's how much we cared about being right about everything and in, in our faith. Now, as I've stepped back and thought about this a, a great deal and kind of analyzed so many parts of my life and faith that I think I just really had a, you want to talk about thinking the right way. Like, I feel like I just really had a, a whole perspective that couldn't have been more flawed. I'll just put it that way, right? And and again, I never claimed to, to believe that like my way of thinking is right and somebody else's way of thinking is incorrect. But as I just ponder things, there's definitely parts about this whole this whole thing, this whole faith journey that that bring up huge question marks for me. And this certainty piece is definitely a, a big one. And so we've tried so and I've read so many books upon like even like how the crucifixion happened and how we're so sure that Jesus actually rose from the dead because so many people saw him and it's documented in a certain way and historically speaking that blah, 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 right? Like I've read the books, I've heard the sermons and I've preached the sermons and now I'm here at a place later on in life and I'm in my mid forties and I've got a lot of faith journey behind me and I can look back there and say, I don't know if that was helpful. I don't know if that was meaningful and I don't even know if maybe that sucked some of the goodness out of Easter and Good Friday of trying to just have it thought through correctly, right? Like have the right answers. I mean, it's crazy the amount of detail that I have gone through with this thought process. Like I, uh, like the, the amounts of information that I ingested to make sure I had this idea of Good Friday and Easter correct. Like just so many hours upon hours of learning and, and reading and listening and 
And now I get here and I'm like, ah, it, it just seems like I was on a grand adventure of missing the point. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? Like I spent a couple decades just like wildly missing the whole point of the thing because Jesus never taught in absolutes. Did you ever get that? You know, like Jesus never taught in absolutes. He always taught in stories. He's also always just like bringing up, you know, crazy metaphors and stuff like that. He was definitely was not in the business of trying to get us to understand exactly what his role here on earth was. And even when he would talk about his coming death or his, you know, in, in any of this, like, he didn't put any concrete anything to it, which leads me to believe that it's not the point. So when we think about Easter, here's the thing. I don't, I, I think, historically speaking, I think Jesus was crucified. I don't know that for absolute certain, I don't, certainty. I don't, I don't think there is a way to know that for absolute certain, you know? We all, I, I think the records are there. I, th I think there's enough for us to believe that that's the case. But at the end of the day, we could be wrong. We could be wrong, right? And then let's ratchet that up even another notch. Like, I, th I think there's a at least an argument out there that could be made that Jesus actually physically rose from the dead. I think historically speaking, I, I guess... I, I, like, I'm not going to come against that. I'm not going to say it absolutely didn't happen. But I'm also not so sure that I'm going to say it absolutely did happen. Specifically about the resurrection. Like, there's lots of religions throughout history that have believed in a resurrected Savior. Like, Christianity isn't unique to that in any way, shape, or form. That was pretty common practice, especially ancient religions, especially religions that were around during the time of Jesus. Like, it was really common to have resurrected Saviors. That was not uncommon at all. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Like, if I'm going to be honest, like, I have no idea. And, and none of us really do. Like, we can think we know or we can have the theology behind us or have read the right book or have had the correct translation of the Bible or blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, we don't actually know because it's something that happened thousands of years ago. And even the first writings about it weren't till several years after it happened. And so there's so much that you get what I'm saying, right? We can't say with absolute certainty that any of the things that we're going to celebrate this weekend actually happened. They may have or they may not have. Let's step back from that. Okay, let's just take a, a nice big step back and say, okay, if we don't have certainty, which I don't think we do, if we don't have certainty when we're talking about Jesus' death and resurrection, what do we have? Well, as I already mentioned, like Jesus taught in very specific ways and he taught in ways that would help us to get the large picture. He taught in ways that would teach us valuable lessons by telling stories or by, you know, using different examples of things that were even going on culturally at the time. And so let's take that approach with Jesus' death and resurrection. Let's say, okay, I don't know if it happened or if it didn't happen, but it's a story that we have that obviously matters a great deal because of the degree to which people have grabbed onto it and because it has remained with us to this point. So in regard to Jesus, in regard to our faith, in regard to kind of our native faith of Christianity and Judaism, like what can we learn from this story? And there's a lot that we can learn, but but let me just key in on what I believe is the most obvious and the most important. Death and resurrection are so important to understand. And I'm not speaking of it literally. If you look through the Bible, 
you just see example after example after example of death and resurrection, death and resurrection, not literally, but figuratively, right? Like something goes bad and something beautiful comes out of it. Someone dies and some sort of a life comes out of that. And we just see over and over this theme. It's almost like this intentional theme that you see throughout the entire Bible of death and resurrection. And then we come to like the, the crux, like the, the whole point, a lot of people would say of, of what's in the Bible. And we come to this moment where this person, Jesus, who is believed to be the savior dies and then is resurrected. Well, thematically, it makes so much sense. If we think about our lives, it makes so much sense. I was just reading a quote this morning where it said, some things can only be seen through tear-stained eyes. And I think when we think about our world and we think about the good that's possible, but the destruction that's, that's obviously in front of us as well, like having a good understanding of death and resurrection is so important. Because if we at this moment, like I do, feel like we're surrounded by so much death, right? Whether we're thinking about the, the, the war in Ukraine or whether we're thinking about poverty or whether we're thinking about sex trafficking or whether we're thinking about the opioid epidemic or whether we're thinking about all the people that died in the pandemic or, you know, there's so many, there's so much death, right? There's some of it very literal, others of it more figuratively, but like we are surrounded by darkness and death all the time. If we didn't believe in resurrection, and again, I'm not talking literally here, but if we didn't believe in the concept of resurrection, how would we survive? How would we survive in this world if we didn't have some sort of the concept of resurrection in our lives, both personally and on a large scale? Recently, in the last, like, the last few years of my life have just been filled with not literally death, but figuratively death over and over and over again, like so much of it. And it's been a really hard last few years of my life, but there's this deep-seated belief that I have in resurrection, like that there's going to be good, that there's on the tail end of that, there's going to be, not that I had to go through that to experience goodness, but when there is darkness and when there is death, there's also a possibility of beauty and goodness on the other side of it. Doesn't mean that that still doesn't hurt. Doesn't mean that that's not going to stay with us for the rest of our lives. But it opens up this door, this door to a new sense of understanding, this door to a new sense of beauty, this door to a new sense of believing that things that sometimes seem impossible can happen. And so this idea of death and resurrection for me personally is so important, so very important. And, I, and again, that's not because I believe in a literal death and resurrection of Jesus. I have no idea. I simply don't know. I'm not at a place where I can confidently, and I will never be at a place where I can confidently say that I don't think ever again, but man, do I believe in death and resurrection for my own life? Because if I didn't, I don't think I'd have had a, a chance at making it through what I went through the last few years. I'm not saying I'm even through it, but, but still, even in the midst of some of my hardship that I'm in personally right now, like I believe so much in beauty and life and, and, and resurrection. I just do because I've seen it over and over in my own life. I've seen it over and over in other people's lives that I've seen some people go through some of the darkest shit you can ever imagine. And then there's resurrection on the other side of it later today. I just, I mean, as I'm recording this 
earlier this morning, uh, I got a, a call from a guy that I used to know because I was a prison chaplain and he was an inmate and he's got a lot of death. He's got a lot of death in his rear view mirror, but he's so excited right now about some things that have happened in his life. And he reached out to me because he needs to talk to me because there's resurrection. He feels like there's resurrection on the horizon, man. It's like when you see people overcome some, some really dark things, resurrection becomes real and it becomes real quickly. Like it's hard to, it's hard to dismiss different kind of resurrection than often we think about it, but resurrection nonetheless. And then when we think about our world and we think about all the hardships, some of which I've already mentioned, like if we don't believe in resurrection, how do we live and function in this world? If we don't believe that there's hope when we talk about some of these things that we talk about, like how do we survive? How do we like wake up every morning? I don't know. I don't think we can, but we can look back through history and say, Hey, there's been times that have been as dark as, as these times are now. And I would argue there's been times that have been much darker in the history of our world. And out of some of those times specifically, there's been great resurrection and there's been great world change and there's been great healing. And the lessons that can be learned in the midst of that death, death and resurrection cannot be learned in any other way. Hmm. So as we bring this home today, as I think about Easter, of, of course, like celebrate it or don't celebrate it, whatever's healthy for you, as I mentioned up at, at the top, and, and let it be a time that brings us together because it's so vital at this point. But I think, uh, so, so let those things be true in your life, however they need to be. But maybe the most important thing is to not worry about, about things literally, but worry about, but, but accept things figuratively. Maybe Jesus died, maybe Jesus rose from the dead. But whether that actually happened or not, I don't believe to be the point. The point that I think we're supposed to learn, not only from Jesus' death and resurrection, but also from the totality of what we see really throughout the entire Bible, is that death and resurrection is real. Like it's real. Like you can go through hardship, you can go through death, sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively. And there can be some, some resurrection on the other side of that. You've, you've experienced it. Everybody listening to this has experienced that. When I say that, you think of something in your own life. And so as we think about Good Friday in a few days, and as we think about Easter on Sunday, let that be a time to reflect on death and resurrection in your own life, on death and resurrection in the, the life of our world and our society as a whole. And maybe that's the common ground that we can find. Maybe it's this common ground of saying, yeah, yeah, that's, that's universal. Death and resurrection, that is truly universal. And we can all get on board with that. That's something that crosses the boundaries of religions. That's something that crosses boundaries of, of pretty much everything. Like we, we understand death and resurrection. We understand that there's certain things that we can't experience unless we go through some, some real hard things in life. And that doesn't mean that anybody wants to wish that on anybody or anybody wants to go through that. But when it happens, when it happens, like Easter brings a sense of hope that that's not the end of the story. Right, That death isn't the end of the story. The grave is not the end of the story. So maybe this is what I want to say. Whatever you're going through right now, wherever you're at in life, however hard it feels right now, whatever that grand disappointment is in your life, whatever that broken relationship is, whatever that job loss is, 
whatever that disconnect from family meant, whatever, right? Like whatever it is for you, whatever is just creating so much hardship in your life, understand that as death. That doesn't mean that, that, that doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean that the story's over. That doesn't mean that, that that's the resolve, but, but be okay with feeling whatever that is and know you're not alone because like all of us are going through some death right now, right? In some way, shape or form, all of us are going through something. And then just be reminded that as you're going through that thing that you're thinking about right now and that I'm thinking about right now that I'm going through, as you're going through it, know that that is not the end of the story. That doesn't have to be the end of the story. And we can have hope beyond that death. We can have a hope in a resurrection. What that resurrection is going to look like, that story is still unfolding, right? It may look like you want it to. It may look totally different. But you, we all can have hope in the midst of our death to know that that is not the end of the story. And what we can learn about Easter is that death precedes resurrection and resurrection brings hope and life and a belief that there's a better tomorrow. So however you choose to celebrate or not celebrate Holy Week, Good Friday and Easter, just be blessed. Be blessed by death and resurrection and believe it for your own life and believe it for our world.